When the cool of the pond makes you drop down on it When the smell of the lawn makes you flop down on it When the teenage car gets the cup down on it That time is here for one more year And that summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day in your life Hey Camille, how's it going? It, I've, it's going great. I'm, you know, it's very nice to be here with you today um, after our hiatus, mm-hmm. our um, long, sprawling absence from the airwaves. Right. Um, we're sitting in a little outdoor chapel right now. It's a lovely day out. The wind is blowing. There's a lot of um, sensory elements. Um, you know, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a Hal's New York ginger ale original flavor. And uh, it's it's got a nice zing to it. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a nitro cold brew coffee and some crazy water, mineral water. And we also have um, a root beer milk open from a Texas dairy. Um in Gustine, Texas, I believe it's Volman, Volman's brand. It's a nice um, sweating bottle of root beer milk. Um, I'm not familiar with Gustine, Texas. It, it sounds, it sounds mythic. Sounds lovely. Um, but we were saying after one, one sip of the root beer milk, we would, we prefer, or at least I prefer the real thing. Um, yeah. A root beer float with dwindling carbonation. I love like a like a soda that's been left in a hot car. Mm. It's like more of a syrup at that point. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so let's let's get into it. Okay. So, last week <laughs> I I had a prophetic dream. Um yeah, and it's serving as the basis of this episode. So, in the dream, I met two boys. Um, they sort of looked like male versions of Camille and I <laughs> with, <laughs> with like similar hair and eyes. Um, so they were gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were amazing. Very kind. Um, these boys were very into field recordings and they would use the sounds they would sample to create these very like dense sound projects. Um, and they would hike out to natural areas or abandoned buildings and they'd record the sounds along with themselves talking about what they smelled. So they would combine all these clips together to create a very strange and like sensory listening experience. Um, it'd be the sounds of the environment, the smells that sort of crept up within the environment, memories the sense called them back to, etc. cetera. Um, but the bulk, the bulk of the dream consisted of me walking behind the two boys along the railroad as they explained all of these things to me. Um, and I remember at one point the boy with the dark hair turned back to me and said that the train tracks smelled uh, peppery, peppery and floral, um, which I thought was a really beautiful description God. from him. That would immediately make me buy a knockoff version of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so we're going to mirror this today. We've had some some technical issues with past recordings and we're working on some exciting stuff that we're not quite ready to release yet. Um so since this is a podcast about figuratively and literally following your dreams, <laughs> I figured that in the meantime, 
it would be wise to take a note from the inner masculine guides I met that night. Um, so we're going to grab our metal detector and head out. And we'll uh, check back once we're done with our, our second location. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about where exactly we are? Yeah, we're at uh, Cathedral Park, which is uh, behind the Central Market <laughs> in San Antonio. Um, the San Antonio River, the, the dried up part, runs behind it. Um, it kind of goes into the headwaters, which is something we discussed in um, the first episode. Uh, the headwaters of San Antonio, yeah. sort of in the an area that had a lot of springs active, um, the Edwards Aquifer, uh, at the beginning of the founding of San Antonio, there's a little house here actually on, at the park, um, that houses one of like the first water pumps. It, it, it's just a hut with a disgraced pump. Yeah. In it. Um, <laughs> trip, triple plunger pump. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we went inside to kind of get a sense, a sensory experience of it. Yeah. Um, to get the sense. Um, yeah, to me, it smelled like um, metal and cobweb. Yeah, and yeah. a very clean gardener. Right. I love the smell of rust. It's it's metal and also rust and like old water, and maybe like powder on a woman's an old woman's <laughs> like chest, like a woman yeah. who just powdered her nose and has been like doing the lawn trimming the weeding for a while like she it, it felt like the stripping of some sort of bodily powder right uh meeting like a metal in essence like a trowel or a yeah an old wor- world's tool for tending the lawn or something yeah um like david berman says all water is classic water that's what that <laughs> smelled like there are little steps that, that go up into the hut and then they go down into the hut um, yeah. and you enter and you're just met with the risk of spiders and um, yeah, cobwebs, a very, a very dense smell. It smells dense in there. Subterranean concrete smell yeah. that you might encounter somewhere like underneath an overpass or something. Yeah. It was very similar to that. Yeah, so we walked around the park a little bit. We metal detected. Um, no luck. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no um, diamonds or anything. Well, I was telling Faith, I think we would be very rich at this point and very successful as metal detectorists if we also had excavation tools. Um, yeah. 
because every time we've been out on a mission sometimes we hear a beep and there could be there could be great great jewels or you know a ring or something deep within the ground but neither of us want to dig it up by hand Um, yeah 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 i don't want dirt under my nails no um one of my favorite parts of this park is a huge bell a Mm. huge metal bell that the past several times I've come here, I always go, I, I like run up to it and I'm ready to ring it. And then I look and I remember that there's a huge hornet's, ne- hornet's nest in the in the bell. And yeah. I get I get afraid. Well, um, God, you start ringing that thing and you have hell to pay. Yeah, one time I was, uh, Zoid and I were, were <laughs> teeter-tottering um, on again? the seesaw. We were teeter-tottering what? on the seesaw. Huh? <laughs> We were on the seesaw and say that again, <laughs> huh? And I come on. <laughs> and I, I, I seed I, and I saw and I went down on. There's like a like a tire, um, halfway into the earth to prevent it from hitting the wood from hitting the ground, and I slammed down on it and there was a hornet's nest underneath and I unleashed like a fury of hornet's nest and I got stung. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, you were on a seesaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was on a seesaw. Uh, no, that sounds horrifying. I, there's so much. Um, you never, you know, you have to kind of be on the lookout for wasp and their yeah their cousin. But the hornet. thing about about ringing that bell too is that I feel like when you ring it, it unleashes like the scent of rust from from the bell. You know, the motion. Yeah. Um, is there what's the technical term for? The part of the bell that comes down is there one like the, the, the uvula of the bell yeah like the the thing that like analogous to the thing in flowers that bees pollinate from the ringing the ringer yeah um yeah what were you what were you saying about it well i just think it's nice that that yeah. that like activates the smell of the bell yeah, totally. and it sort of fills the air like around you rust rings into the atmosphere yeah do you think wasps and hornets are drawn to the smell of rust like Maybe. do you think there's something that like comforts them about it i think that they have like an innate understanding of americana and try to nestle themselves <laughs> into <laughs> rusty places that remind them of home yeah i think i think and that's why you see them often on road trips and yeah <laughs> uh you know places of kind of slight decay yeah um you know they that's that's where they thrive because they understand what it means to live in this country today right um before we walked around camille suggested that we do a sensory experiment where we go outside and lay on the ground and close our eyes Mm -hmm. um pay attention to the sights and sounds um or the i guess the sounds and smells yeah Um, i wanted to get us um in hypervigilant mode um as we kind of traverse this environment um yeah that was really nice it was supposed to rain today but it didn't but we still have a nice cool breeze going cicadas are very loud they remind me of my phone alarm the cicadas droning on and on Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um i i really like the smell of old wood we were like laying on a deck yeah oh that's something i noticed too this is like a gorgeous structure by the way like 
I this is the first time I've been there. This is a special place to faith that she yeah has come over the years, but it's one of the only like publicly accessible like pavilions with doors that I <laughs> encountered. Um, yeah, but when we were laying out on the deck, um, kind of listening to things, I noticed the very strong um, kind of austere episcopalian wooden boards um and that that felt very comforting to me to lay lay atop them and it reminded me of like having cereal for breakfast for health (laughs) reasons yeah you know joining hands with your family like saw saw in in wood it it feels reliable and it feels like a trustworthy construction yeah i think so i after church when I lived in Virginia, which, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a natural born Texan, actually. I was born in Virginia, but I moved here when I was very young. Um, That's no crime. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't born here either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I was born in the first state. This is a transplant podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, after church in Virginia, I remember. In my memory, it was, like, like a, like the... Um, snack stands at like a baseball game or something where it's like built into the side of the wall and I would wait until the end of church and they would serve us orange juice and like little cookies from there it's really nice oh that's that's wonderful yeah and like that reminds me and then like the little snack pack of crackers maybe there's like a a smear of like factory peanut butter yeah it's like the taste of like sawdust and not not byproducts yeah crinkling cellophane it smells yeah it's like one of the (laughs) most original scents that yeah you sort of become accustomed to as a child um yeah we're we're primarily concerned with original scents (laughs) but we're open to new ones too one of one of my most important i would say scent based experiences was when I, I got home and I was eating sardines, like, in my bed, which, when? you know, that's uh, several years ago. Okay. Um, and I spilled them on my computer, mm-hmm. like, all over the keyboard. And I, for months, until my computer finally broke, uh, when I would type, it would, like, release the smell of sardines. Oh. And it was so, <laughs> it was so rancid, so foul. Um, that was when I knew I needed to change. <laughs> <laughs> have you, did you, have you, um, had a can, a can of fish in bed since you? No, I don't think so. I think that that's, that was pretty, yeah. Yeah. Life changing. Um, God, I imagine. when I was laying down outside, the old wood was sort of mixing with the smell of my shampoo, which I find very comforting. I love, I love shampoo smells. I love like the, sort of fake tropical uh bathhouse scent um <laughs> scrub a dub yeah i, I think scent. it's like no matter what it smells like it always smells like shampoo and I, I just think that that's really like comforting you'll get a whiff i'll get a whiff a whiff of a woman as she walks by me sometimes and i'm like you smell like someone i know or like somewhere i've been before yeah um yeah, yeah shampoo can be very transportative um we also when you walk around here there are a lot of like shells and remnants of 
uh, more watery days. Um, yeah, um, I actually found, while well, we were kind of crunching around the shelves and, and rock, I found a, a packet, and there, there isn't much litter here. Um, no. You know, I'm happy about it. Yeah, very clean place. But I, f- I feel like this was planted from uh, hi- higher powers, but there's a, there's a packet of honey sauce called Sour, from the Sours brand, which is my last name, spelled the same way. You don't yeah. see a biz- you don't see that anywhere. Um, and I smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it. It's based in Virginia, actually. That's oh, where wow. they're from. I smelled it, and it didn't really smell like honey, but it did smell like dirt, like dirt and snail and <laughs> <laughs> like pink salt for some reason. But that might be my own yeah bo or something. I there's like a little pit down there that I got into, and when I went down, I saw a big lizard came out. It was just Oh nice. yeah, pretty big, pretty big. I didn't, I didn't size s- of my foot. Did it seem like the kind that would bite you if you made yourself a problem in its life? Well, I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. I would well, never <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think he was just a nice little boy out for, out for a squirm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't struck by any significant fauna really, other than I mean, I feel like we're surrounded by it. Yeah, I hear a lot of it the cicadas and the birds i wrote down that there was like a potential frog in the area because it sounds it sounds like there are frogs near but um remains to be seen yeah the only like real object i found was a baby a baby binky (laughs) um which i couldn't remember the real name for yeah pacifier faith faith asked me what it was called and I was like a binky and she's like no that's the slang term what I want the real term uh, and you know b- binkies are for the streets I guess um, yeah but I, d- I wonder what happened to that baby binky for sale never never <laughs> sucked <laughs> heartbreaking story it's it truly a tragedy unfolding in real time um I felt like I was smelling honeysuckle while we were walking around, but I think that I was just like, it was like a phantom smell and that I just think, I, I love the smell of honeysuckle. Again, very much reminds me of Virginia. Yeah. And I feel like I misattribute smells to honeysuckle a lot. Sometimes it's maybe more of a, a more generalized floral. <laughs> but honeysuckle is, I mean, come on, what a, what a name. Yeah. Like I I'm, think wow, yeah. you understand the idea. No, it, do, it doesn't matter what... Fa- what it actually is factually if you say that you something smells of honeysuckle people understand what you're trying to convey yeah um i mean it's it's wonderful and you know walking around a peaceful place like this you mm-hmm. know, i'm inclined to bring in every positive scent <laughs> that i've ever experienced it's it's actually incredibly hard to to be in the moment and yeah not not like invent sense yeah um, yeah and meaning i'm also wearing bug spray which is oh a very specific like astringent scent that feels very hollow um but i do like i do like it like i don't know the way that it mingles with the environment um when i lived in san marcus the first day that it would get warm everyone would go out to sewell park and I remember 
on one of those days, like, you know, the first 80 degree day of the year or something, everyone was out there. They were all in their, their bathing suits. And I drove by with the windows down and just like the, the smell of sunscreen hit me like a wave. It was, it was so beautiful. It was very exciting. I don't know. Yeah. The, the smell of, I understand that I, I feel very comforted by both sunscreen and bug spray, like an off that deep smell. It reminds me of being in my grandpa's garage and like him spraying us down before taking us to the pool. Yeah. Um, and his garage was full of like kind of like decaying baseball caps and running trophies and mm. you know gasoline and coca-colas but yeah uh, yeah it reminds me of spending time with my grandpa yeah it's it's so symbolic of the changing of the seasons um and when we were walking around this is like a heavily wooded area and on the ground there are a bunch of orange leaves and it was it was I don't know, like if I had been placed here without context or something or knowledge of the time of year. Yeah. It maybe would have looked like it was fall, but it was it was the the orangishness was slightly off enough so that I could tell that they were dead and not like I don't know, beautiful autumn leaves. They yeah. hadn't they, was, yeah. They died from sickness, not yeah. not natural causes. Right. Like not like change. yeah, the cycle of life or anything. No, something horrible happened. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like the cycle the emergency of life, room. but but in a less um, I don't know, like prescient way. <laughs> yeah, I I had the sense of a of an autumn feeling being here. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that means we're about to enter a new cycle ourselves. Uh, you know, a rebirth through yeah through through the the decay of something. <laughs> Um, maybe we should, our, our intro song for this episode should be That Summer Feeling by Jonathan Richmond. It's one of the scariest songs in the world. <laughs> Makes me tremble when I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it, I'll put it in the, in the deck, but I think, you know, this is, this is, we're basically providing ASMR for people. Yeah. So we want to e- ease them in. Right. Sonically. Yeah. Um, Maybe at the end. Yeah. I could yeah, jolt good. back to reality. Yeah, this has been a, a lovely little visit to to the park. I think we're going to head off to a second location, a third location. Yeah. Um, o- away from the, the crosswinds of damp paper bags and parking lot fuel and down to a new, a new breeding ground full of all sorts of fauna. Yeah. Smells that waft over from local uh, animal observatories. Yeah, we're going. We're going to a zoo adjacent <laughs> park. Yeah. All right. All right. Check back. we're here in Brackenridge Park we've arrived yeah we're sitting um by the train tracks where the train comes out of the tunnel um by the little like tiny forest where all the cats live um we've been walking around and smelling things um I think at first like at the last park we were just sort of letting the smells come to us but now we're we've 
we've gotten really into it and yeah. we're we're putting our noses to the grindstone yeah we're, we're getting really close to various objects and smelling them yeah we you know one of the first striking things we were drawn to was a do not enter sign at the mouth of a yeah a, a clamped shut t- trained tunnel yeah i got like a very neutral smell from that um it was just sort of like metallic and rocky um yeah kind of like a like a peeling plastic smell a bpa right. smell faint not fresh out of the box but yeah. still kind of clinging to it and there's a lot of that in this park because this is somewhere that people come to have various celebrations you can tell that um we just had the fourth because there's a lot of like confetti around um fireworks i saw a piece of butterfly shaped confetti yeah it was golden it was mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah you can tell sometimes if people are setting off fireworks there's like a residual smell um that very like sharp fiery it's not but it's not the smell of fire it's the smell of very specifically um yeah explosion like sand like sandpaper yeah like if if a bolt of lightning came down on a on a sheet of sandpaper yeah um and blew it to hell mm-hmm. um yeah in accordance in accordance with her dream faith actually knelt down I, we both did but faith knelt down onto the train tracks and took a took a whiff I did, yeah. And I got, like, under the rails. Um, lots of, like, spider webs and little creatures down there. Do you feel like your inner masculine guides influenced your your sense of smell? Um, the boys in the dream? Yeah, I think so. I think I was looking for the, the peppery um, floral scent that accompany the train tracks. And I think that the peppery thing was, was sort of on point. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a strange kind of like spiciness to the smell of rust or, yeah. or like sharpness that I think is prominent too in the taste of pepper, the smell of pepper. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the white rocks uh, yeah, underneath yeah. kind of give like a calcium limestone yeah. layer to it too. Right. Um, we were talking about the smell of trains earlier. Yeah, yeah. I my first thought when I put my nose to the train tracks was just like, this smells like trains. (laughs) Um, and that's a smell that I've grown very accustomed to when I would go, you know, train spotting at night or whatever in San Marcos. I, there was one like little tunnel that would go under a big train bridge on one of the walks that I would go on. And I went under it while a train was passing one time and just the way that the air like sort of rushes around it and fills the entire um the entire environment with just the swift motion of a train the smell of it the rust the the rocks that they're carrying you know um i don't know it's very yeah. it's very powerful that's why i maintain that like a train passing is like a it's like a tornado it's like a force yeah. of nature it, ca- it creates like an atmosphere that like has a lot of scent pathways as it yeah roars by i think um yeah that metallic smell um it's interesting i think you know trains and the rail system are often referred to as the kind of veins of the country and it as they pass they do really smell like 
blood blood in yeah. a way because of that iron mm-hmm. that iron smell yeah um, the rusty bloody smell of cutting through the air um of of industry yeah of um hardship and uh you know labor yeah we i found a train ticket on the ground which was nice um a little hole punched through it it smelled like loose ink papery loose ink um it reminded me of uh like my dad collects comic books and i remember when i was young and he would show them to me he would sometimes make me smell them because they smelled so good god yeah I'm going to do a live smelling of the train ticket right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's obviously papery. It kind of has like a light sweetness to it, like a like a bleached piece of paper. But this is where sense, uh, senses deceive you. I'm looking at it and it's so small and white and delicate. I, I like want to say that it smells like feathers um, yeah but I don't know what that necessarily smells like even I'm, I'm sure that smells like a, like an animal smell but uh, something about the smell of paper that I really like is that if you if you were to close your eyes and smell a piece of paper you would be able to guess its density you know like oh that's so true the smell of a piece of paper is so it, it betrays the shape of it you know like if if for some reason you couldn't see <laughs> what you were smelling it's just there's like a strange um continuity between the properties the different properties yeah. of the paper like cardstock has a certain smell that yeah like a, amazing like a legal pad doesn't uh-huh a legal pad y- you know it's it's more acidic mm-hmm. maybe it's because of the yellow dye you know it smells like you know office work and bic yeah and um cardstock makes me think of like sharpies the smell the sort of like sour it bright smell of well it's so hard to disassociate like its capabilities from like it's it's like natural smell like of course like cardstock requires a a thick ink yeah you know and so because it's generally it's going to be seen like from afar you know you're making some sort of sign it, it go needs team go <laughs> raw 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 uh, uh subscribe to texas overture on spotify <laughs> and wherever you listen to podcasts um we s- we saw some balloons that's a smell that always makes me feel kind of crazy because because uh of what's inside the balloons that you used to <laughs> helium helium like no it, do you, do you have a, a pass with helium? No, no. It's just, it's like the plasticky smell of balloons that, uh, I don't know, like when you're blowing into a balloon, blowing one up, you sort of get the high of losing a bunch of breath and then also that yeah. that plasticky smell is well, sort you, of intoxicating. You're pro- you probably are losing not only breath, but brain cells with the, the, pla- the plastic intense, yeah. you know, the fresh BPA, the fresh... Um, yeah, I used, my first job was at a Ben and Jerry's ice cream store. Amazing. And when I worked there, they still had a tank of helium and, <laughs> and a, a bunch of balloons that we were encouraged to blow up and give to ch- small children um, who looked like they needed a pick-me-up. Aww. And uh, I, I was uh, often in there alone 
as like a teenager late into the night on a weekend and usually the only people who would come in were like lonely old men which I you know I, I adored that it was it, it was they were always well I don't want to say always but often very sweet and they would predictably order the same yeah thing chunky monkey pistachio <laughs> uh cherry garcia um right. but i would be alone a lot and so i would blow up balloons and mm. draw faces on them and you know let let them kind of be my friends as that I, sounds nice yeah it was nice um I, yeah i i think the smell just makes me think of, of parties um yeah but like of a very specific type of party it's like a a children's party i don't know there's like a red dye number 40 type party yeah like yeah cupcakes with colors that are not of this natural world your uncle your uncle an argument in the kitchen that is diffused as soon as a person not close to the family (laughs) walks in yeah exactly like store-bought potato salad that sort of thing cold pepperoni pizza we saw a little clementine on the ground and it was covered in ants and we were wondering about that (laughs) (laughs) well we you know there's like a I feel like it's a, a debate or something that about like, whether or not you can smell ants. And I think, I think some people can. I think it's like a gene thing. And, yeah. And from I don't I don't think I can smell ants. I although I haven't stuck my nose into like a good pile, if I'm being honest. But I, I think they're supposed to. North American ants have like kind of like an acidic, vinegary yeah. smell. That's interesting. Maybe I can smell ants because when I think of like. A smell that I would ascribe to ants, I would, I would think of like, yeah, something, sort of like citrusy, acidic, lemony, something that feels like juicy, you know, very, very full. Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh, have you ever eaten ants? That's mm. like one of like the gateway bugs that people eat. <laughs> gateway bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't mean to speak so casually, but I, I haven't. No, I've not. I've not eaten ants. No, my mom hasn't. She ascribed a, a lemony. She's mm. like made dishes with them before. She did yeah. like some experimental thing one time. Um, but I, I, you know, that made me. They would be great on like an everything bagel. Yeah, like with bits of garlic. I think that's like something that people could. Yeah, do. you could like ease that into your diet. Yeah, because it seems. Um, doable doable it doesn't it's not scary <laughs> um <laughs> the clementine that the ants were on the, a clementine is such a specific scent and it's so distinct from oranges because clementines are like mm. it's it's the smell of you know a child's hands it's the smell of like back screaming of the car yeah um there's like a mobility to them that like right it's hard to separate from the smell whenever someone has a bunch of clementines they're like eat this and you're like no i'm good and they're like no you have to um so you're like "Uh, okay yeah there's like customs around it yeah 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 you don't you don't want to offend i mean i i like a clementine i think um i don't crave them but if they're if i have them in the house like it's like okay this is good for me yeah this is convenient they're cute they're so cute and they, yeah, something about clementines versus oranges, the smell of a clementine is, like, a little bit lighter. It's, like, if you turned the brightness of an orange up. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. 
sad that someone lost their clementine yeah we also saw a dill a dill pickle wrapper jumbo dill pickle bag those are huge those are huge here people love jumbo dill pickles from the gas station um i tried i tried we both did we we both tried dill pickle moonshine the other night that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think i think calling it moonshine is a little misleading because i kept hearing talk that there was pickle moonshine and i thought like maybe one of the people at the party had like made it in their bathtub or something and i was getting scared but it it, mia our friend mia bought it at total wine uh yeah it was good it was really it it was there was a good zing um and smelling or yeah saying i didn't i didn't smell the dill pickle bag that we saw at the park because that felt a little wrong yeah um (laughs) but the smell of a dill pickle is very nostalgic it reminds me of like uh you know sitting by the dugout uh Mm -hmm. going to the food stand at the baseball games smell of dirt and sand rolling around it seems inseparable from the smell of like artificial cheese yeah in youth sports cy yeah cyo um it smells like it smells like biting you know having a cut in your mouth and then like the Mm, sting of mm -hmm. vinegar and spice yeah entering the cut we saw a piece of dental floss um and when i was smelling one of the do not enter signs um i i caught a whiff of something that smelled akin to a cavity and maybe Mm -hmm. it was just fresh in my mind because of the dental floss but i it was certainly some you know like maybe like some mushroom fungus Mm. or fecal matter or something that was masquerading behind the right behind the smell of a cavity that like gives me chills can you smell cavities on people not like i don't think like on people but anything the smell of like the absence of something is is eerie to me that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah but it's it's true it's certainly true it's um yeah it, that that's another it th- the smell of a cavity is like a smell of like rotting like hydrangeas um and like industrial grade uh drills that they use on your teeth and the minty freshness that follows Mm. Yeah, a lot of smells to be... I don't know how dentists and dental assistants kind of get over... Like, they have to learn to silence... Their senses. The great the great sense mm-hmm. of scent. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we saw a glow stick, and glow mm. sticks have a very specific smell, too. And um, the, like, crack of a glow stick that, that, like, emits a smell, kind of. It's like a... It's a spark. It's another, like... Yeah, butane smell. Yeah, almost. like a the the smell of neon. Um, neon signs have a smell. Cer- they certainly do. It's like acidic. Yeah, like an acidic and, and something dangerous. Hope in the dark. Sickeningly sweet. Yeah, it makes you want to sit around a fire. Yeah, a, gl- a glow stick. I think it it changes as you age it it develops a different smell and a different meaning yeah i think um when you're young it smells like a laser quest Mm -hmm. and when you're older it smells like you know debauchery yeah um something about 
this park that we're at now that I, I found interesting upon entering is that the, the other park had a sort of woody quality to it, of course. There were more trees there, or we were we were surrounded by the trees more. Um, but this park has like a warmer smell to it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe that's because it's more often densely packed with humans. You know, like the other park is, is pretty quiet most of the time. Um, so I'm wondering if sort of the, the warm, you know, uh, tangled skin-like smell of this park has to do with like the lingering effects of, of the human presence. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or the nearby uh, zoo, which isn't that close to us, but yeah. might still have an impact. Also, it's lower. I think part of it, it's like an earthen smell. I think it's more damp here. I think, I think maybe we're like at a lower level, so maybe it like retains right water more but it the, you know like this is a place that like you can you can sense that this is a place that humans pass through. maybe it's like a sweat or like a, yeah. a you know something that we're picking up on also the grills i think that the presence mm. of grills sort of gives you there's like a point in the year where you step outside and texas just smells like a roasted sausage you know like yeah you you wander down the streets <laughs> and it you feel like someone is grilling but then you think is everyone grilling am, am i the only person who's not been invited to a cookout because the air is just filled with the smell of like hot meat and it's so strange that's the german contribution to Texas, yeah i maybe. think so but it but it is it is like such a penetrating smell that yeah. like even if only one person in the neighborhood is grilling like everybody is right. it's made you know, it's a problem in everybody's life. I feel like that's always at the turn of the season, too. Like, namely, when summer starts up and when autumn starts up, you get a lot of a lot of outdoor cooking that sort of, yeah, permeates the air. Yeah, so it, there is, like, like, smell barriers that are broken with the changing of the seasons, which feels nice and good to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, the like, the smell of, like, the clods of grass and... Yeah. Um, you know, maybe. Do the, do the, what what does cicadas smell like? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I've never. Yeah, I mean they're they're known uh, for their their sound, so no one ever really thinks about. And being evasive, something cicadas are so interesting because they're so evasive, and you see their like exoskeletons everywhere. Yeah. They shed these little brown kern- kernels of their yeah of their form, and it's rare that and they're like they latch onto trees and. You see them on the sidewalk, and it's like they vanished. But you right. hear them everywhere. They're like, you can't pin them down. It's rare that you see a real cicada. Yeah. Something that I was thinking about, too, when we were talking about the wet paper was um, my grandma's house in Florida. It had one of those, uh, like, outdoor, uh, like, like pools with the big mesh cover. So it's, like, kind mm. of still indoor. And Florida has... Uh, an insane amount of lizards so there would always just be tons of lizards on the the mesh walls of the indoor pool and I feel like that being contained in that space was a very particular smell the smell of lizards the smell of summer um, the smell of chlorine very strange um oh god I was reading the last story in uh, I just read Airships by Barry Hanna, and the last story in it, I forget. Uh, you would like this a lot. I'm going to have it with me. I'm going to find the name of it. 
Mother Rooney and Scrolls the Hurt, and it's about this like old woman mm-hmm. and like her life, and she used to run a boarding house, and she like is going through like all these memories, and a lot of them are like scent associated. And there's this bathroom oh. on the first floor of her house, and she's describing or Hannah's describing like the smell of the toilet, and it's like this like foul like abscess that like uh you know you can smell like rotting like a dead lizard in the pipes uh and, it, and it's like that smell is like i know exactly what that smells like just like a steamy yeah like kind of like decrepit bathroom and like the south in the summer like the the foundation of the house is shifting it, it smells of wood yeah and like you know this shit talking about like years of like boys in the boarding house like vomiting there so there's like residual <laughs> sour i mean this is gross yeah but, i mean it's a it's a great story and i think something i like about him is like how descriptive and like uh, you know sen- sensory he mm-hmm. writes it it's like maybe a little indulgent but i also like kind of prefer that in a lot of ways um but yeah god L- lizard l- the lizard smell <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I went into a gas station the other day when we were driving back uh, from New Mexico that uh, smelled exactly like my college dorm room. And it, and that smell is like the mixture of so many different people's shampoos and specifically like hot tile, tile mm. on the ground warm from so many feet passing through. And like beautiful girls' hair. Yeah. That's like collecting in the dream. Warm the the scent of like a warm indoor because of all the showers running yeah yeah i saw you post that and it made me think um like every time i go to the ymca which if i'm being honest isn't often (laughs) but when i go in the bathroom there like it reminds me of being in my dorm setting and i think it's like they have a certain bubble gum pink soap that yeah. like was also used smackers like, lip smackers yeah it's <laughs> it, it has like a lip smacker scent um, yeah like an artificiality to it the artificiality of fruit like a model holmes fruit basket yeah which is also has like a papery quality <laughs> too like and, and that's a smell that seems like anchored in like 2003 to me like it feels like a dated smell that like is like a rare thing when you like catch it on yeah. public now. Definitely. Do you think decades smell different from each other? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they we're have to. I think we're in the the decade of like microplastics generally that sort of permeating a lot of the other scents because so much of what we see and consume uh is like plastic coated. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think probably, I don't know, the smell of like hairspray or something was once something that was far more prominent than it is now. Yeah, um, a stove burning. Yeah, um, an indoor soaked uh, with the smell of cigarettes baked in like that. I'm sure that uh, yeah, in the 40s and 50s that was a smell that sort of doesn't exist in the same widespread way anymore. No, only on accident. Um, and like leather, you know, that sort of thing. I think that vinyl, that was like definitive of older generations and it's not something that we'll, yeah, well, probably also like things probably used to smell like maybe like turn of the century, like 
100 years ago, 120 years ago, things mm-hmm. probably smelled worse. Like, people oh, were probably certainly. much more used to the facts of life. I mean, I, I mean, now we, when we smell a, a bestial smell, it makes us pause more, yeah. you know? Definitely. People are getting back into scents, though. It seems like, like, a lot of, like, people online are really, like, into perfume and, mm-hmm. um... You know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, like, a sandalwood perfume that I would wear last year, and girls would always ask me if it was Santal 33, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it, like, seriously evoked such an emotional response in all of them. Your, that perfume that you wore, it smelled like Santal 33 and then, like, Mezcal. Like, yeah. It, it was awesome. I, do you still have it? I, I think I might buy another bottle. You should. I love Suntall 33, personally. Yeah, but it's I think very it's just, warm and inviting. I think I just love sandalwood. Yeah. Really is what it is. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that sandalwood reminds me of all the beautiful women that I know yeah. in my life. Maybe um, we should release a perfume line. Yes. <laughs> For, yeah. I think this is... The, we're not going to talk about history or literature theory ever again we're only that we're transitioning the podcast into a fragrance <laughs> podcast and it's gonna be like uh, the the top notes are of balloon and train ticket the bottom notes are of cavity uh, and <laughs> <laughs> fungus <laughs> grill fungus at your at a, the public park yeah rotting lizard in moment <laughs> you smell honeysuckle and it's beautiful Rotting lizard and honeysuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Hot summer nights, Florida. Yeah. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, um, this feels like a natural point to end it. We've been talking about scents. The sun is setting through the trees. Things feel heavier. The dappled sunlight is casting us in a beautiful golden glow. We're near a simulation of a train for children. Yeah. Wishing that we got here sooner so we could take a ride. Yeah. One of the best things to do in town, honestly, when the weather's nice. (sighs) Okay. Well, I guess that's it for now. We'll have an episode out next week. Um, More of our standard programming. Yeah. But, and it's going to be good. Yeah. This was, this was really fun. It felt like a good, I, I hope that. If you chose to listen to this, um, you will take it as a cue from us to go out into your environment and um, spend some time engaging your senses. Uh, Yeah. We also talked in an episode that we decided to discard. We talked a little bit about our like summer predictions. You know, what is this the summer of? Um, Mm. Camille said, I think, haunted hyperlocalism. Yeah. I think also, you know, with the return of interest in perfumes and stuff i hope that this is the summer of cataloging the scents in in your environment i mean that's a great way to have a diary you know because it's so tethered to memory and i think also it's kind of like looking at like tea leaves or something like you can learn a lot or like tarot like you can learn a lot about what's at your own psychology and your own like state by like what you how you interpret smell i think definitely which is fun and you can write a poem about it or something yeah i've kind of gotten out of practice of doing this but i used to like annotate my books really thoroughly like i would 
keep a ruler with me, which I still do, but because I don't like, like, you know, not sharp lines under the words and stuff. And I would, I would write very specific things and I would write like what temperature it was, what I was smelling. Really? Yeah. A lot of, in a lot of, um, like the theology stuff I used to read, like my copy of the, um, Thomas Aquinas Summa of the Summa is like very heavily annotated and, uh, yeah, I would constantly write like, uh, I would draw pictures of the leaves that I was sitting near or something. And I've, I, I kind of get more annoyed with annotations now. Um, and I've fallen out of practice doing that. It doesn't like make sense for me anymore, but I do like going back and reading, uh, those things that I wrote at that period in my life, because it was, it was good to see that reading was such a sensory experience for yeah. me. That was like when I lived in San Marcos, um, which one one last scent I'll talk about is, is the mountain laurel season. Oh, that that's is huge. That's, that's one of the scents of San Antonio. Yeah, or certainly San Market, Central Texas. Yeah, I mean it's it's they're so big and plentiful in San Marcos, and when you walk through town, you just get that like absurd grape ice cream flavor or something like that. It it like it's wonderful. Yeah, it's really strange. It smells like girls in big skirts <laughs> with big barrel curls to me yeah Um, yeah it's really beautiful i love the smell of north star mall yeah (laughs) great but many many words have been shed from many other people about the smell of indoor malls yeah and i don't need to get into that (laughs) it would be redundant for us to talk about the smell of indoor malls. don't even get me started i've been um really fixated on tuesday morning closing the past like month Mm -hmm. um and that's a great smell like the smell of a closeout goods store with kind of like barren metallic shelves and you know sachet packets yeah autumn leaves global marketplace like peach rings and various candies and clean socks Mm. uh lost lost old women (laughs) wanting somebody to notice them lost 25 year old women (laughs) who are going through a mental breakdown that's a i mean all of these things have their own smell right um just trying to claw your way through to the ginger candies and you know some some bath towels or something yeah clawing my way to serenity Mm. um well we could keep talking about scent (laughs) until the sun sets we should do we should do a series of filler episodes like these um, <laughs> where we like engage all of our different senses. Like we should, we, we go out it, in the next episode and we just touch things. Um, did we talk about the metal detector? Yeah, we did. We didn't metal detect in this park because honestly I was, my arm started to hurt. Yeah. And uh, again, we don't have a trowel, so it's unlikely that we'll yeah. find anything. I did sort of an ocular uh scan scan for treats or goods but no luck we need to train an animal to do that (laughs) okay well all right thanks for listening guys if you're still listening see you all soon this has been another episode of texas overture normal programming will return soon (laughs) okay bye Summer feeling, that summer feeling, that summer feeling. When there's things to do. Now-
because you gotta When you run for love, not because you oughta When you trust your friends with no reason, nada The joy I've named shall not be tamed And that summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day in your life Makes you drop down on it When the smell of the lawn Makes you flop down on it When the teenage car Gets the cup down on it That time is here For one more year And that summer feeling Is gonna haunt you One day in your life Forgotten what I'm naming You're gonna long to reclaim it one day Because that summer feeling Is gonna haunt you one day in your life And if you wait until you're older A sad resentment will smolder one day and then that summer feeling's gonna haunt you And that summer feeling's gonna taunt you And then that summer feeling is gonna hurt you One day in your life